What's up, Braves Nation? This is the Ethos Braves Podcast. I'm your host, John McCain. I got the full crew. It's Kyle and Jeremy. Jeremy, what's up, guys? Kyle? Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning. The Braves are as hot as hot Atlanta can be right now. It seems like everybody else is too, though, right? And, and <laughs> yeah. Kyle, you're gonna, you know, you're you're going to the Phillies games uh, this week, so uh, uh, they're t- they're pretty hot too. So. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be uh, behind enemy lines. A good upcoming series, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, but before we get to that, I mean, this team is just rocking and rolling. So uh, I think there's a lot to be excited about. Did you mean that to be a pun since they beat the Rockies? Mm, I did not, but uh, we'll take it where we can get it. <laughs> 40, 40 to 12, the Braves outscored the Rockies this weekend. Just 40 to 12. And we're not, t- this isn't football, guys. This is baseball. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, overall, what a, I mean, and, and the Rockies obviously are, are uh, not that great, but you're going to run into that. But uh, mm. still, um, you know, you'd like it if nobody else was being hot while you were hot, but you at least keep them at bay. But it was good to see, uh, you know, everybody, uh, everybody hitting the ball. Uh, you know, Michael Harris again, another great, uh, a good series. So uh, that's good to see. You know, you're gonna have to use the whole arsenal uh, for this mm-hmm. week. You, you know, when I when you know the Rockies, they're not that good of a major league baseball team, but as a as a former Georgia coach used to say, them boys on scholarships too. Like, you know, uh, th- those guys are getting paid millions of dollars too, and oh, they're, yeah. they're studs. Yeah. So. Yeah, they they can hit the ball, no doubt about yeah. it. But um, and we just they're missing a lot of their key players too. It sounds like. Yeah. Like yeah, uh, just... CJ Chrome's out, and a couple of other guys are out that I. Chris, Chris Chris Bryant's out right now, and uh, mm-hmm. I mean it's 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 a uh, I mean they were never really the, um, the the barometer of what a, an elite team looks like, but over the years, the last couple of years, they've completely you know gone in the tank while paying people who for past performances like Charlie Blackman, Chris Bryant, uh, but yeah, they don't really have too much going. So it was good to see you know the Braves flex their muscles, get the wins when they can because. You know, the wins in in June count the same as they do in September. So you got to get them mm-hmm. somehow. So we will take it, and then uh, we'll we'll move on. I I do have to add a really interesting fact about the Rockies. And before we get off the Rockies, um, what do the Rockies and Peyton Manning and Eli Manning have in common? You got me there. Yeah. The Rockies drafted both their backups in college. Uh, the rest, uh, Rockies uh, drafted Todd Helton, Peyton's backup from Tennessee, and yeah. they also drafted Seth Smith, who was uh, Eli Manning's backup at Ole Miss. Interesting. Thank that's you, a, Ben Ingram. That's a good little tidbit. Thank you, Ben yeah. Ingram. <laughs> yeah. Yes, um, sir. <laughs> and then I, I was hoping to see Charlie Blackman because I, I like him. I, I respect him as a player. I mean, I don't like I don't like playing against him, but I respect him as a baseball player and. Because he, especially since he's from the Georgia area, Georgia Tech, um, but he was, I think he's coming back off of a broken hand bone after being hit by pitch, I believe. Yeah, yeah, he just, I think he just broke a couple bones in his hand, so he's going to be out for a long time. But uh, yeah, not sure it would have made too much of a difference when you're giving up ten no. runs a game. So <laughs> I mean, that's no. that's kind of where we're at. 
you know, looking back, it's kind of hard to tell who had the best series. Uh, I, yeah. I would go D all the above, John. D all the above. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, you know, even if you look back at Sunday's game and uh, I decided to take a nap when they got down five to nothing, I was like, you know what, I'll get up and watch the, I'll watch the comeback. Um, mm-hmm. And so – um, five nothing. I, I woke up. It was ten to five. We were winning. So uh, <laughs> even though uh, you know that happened, Charlie Morton still uh, got to five innings. And uh, again, you know, you run into those things where it feels like you're throwing beach balls up there, and uh, that's you know what happened in, in that series. But they still came back and hit the ball and still won the game. And that seems to be kind of the mantra over the last few years: is is uh, don't ever count us out. Uh, no mm-hmm. matter what inning it is or, or what hour it is. And, uh, you know, that's just what happened on on Sunday. He came back to win 14-6. to six. I, It's crazy. I, I left my house. We, me and my wife were going out to her, uh, my in-laws. I left my house. It was 5 nothing. We get out there 30 to 35 minutes later, and it's 7-5. to five. I was like, what, what just happened? What? Yeah. Blink and you'll miss it. Yeah, three runs in the second, one in the third, three in the fourth, three in the fifth, and two in the sixth, one in the seventh, one in the eighth. You know, that'll mm-hmm. that'll do it for you. Um, you know, even um, uh, Michael Harris, five for five. You know, you're watching that average go, uh, you know, sky high. Eddie Rosario, same thing. Uh, you know, I think the biggest thing was what we talked about uh, last week was the lineup change. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Kyle, I believe you were talking about advocating for a lineup change, and and uh, lo and behold, not uh, you know an hour or two after um, you know we we got off this podcast, they come back with an uh, with a, a lineup change and put Ozzy in it batting second, and then they move Matt Olson down batting batting fifth. So um, you know that was probably the biggest thing out of it, and the fact that Sean Murphy's you know, tweaked his hamstring so Darno's having to catch. So, and that's a good problem to have when you got a guy like Darno back there who can catch as mm-hmm. well. But that's probably some of the biggest changes that occurred over the weekend. Yeah, and and you really love to see it, right? So, yeah, we talked about it, the lineup change. I thought that you know there can be more flexibility in the lineup. You can do, you can put people in their natural roles. So, I mean, Ozzy, the last I don't know month or so from the left hand side of the plate has gone from being literally one of the worst left-handed hitters against right-handed pitching in the in the majors to one of the best. So I think that, you know, getting him out of that 5-6 spot uh, when he's batting left-handed and especially right-handed is, is huge. You know, you get that synergy at the top now with him and Acuna, so now you have speed on the bases for your big thumpers. And it lengthens your lineup because now Olsen goes down to the 5 spot or maybe the 4 spot. I could see him eventually hitting 4th too, especially against right-handed players. Uh, right-handed pitchers, but now it's just more natural for the team because Acuna and Albies both have high on-base percentages, both have high OPSs, and then when you get down to Olsen, if you guys recall, when he first broke into the league with the Oakland A's, he batted fourth and fifth, and he had a couple of 130 RBI seasons, right? And he's going to have more opportunity to drive in runs, which is what he does best and why we got him, why we we signed him to that long-term deal. We didn't sign him to get on, you know, get on base, slap some singles. We want him to drive in runs, be a producer, and go forward. So, like you said, Jeremy, the lineup lengthens out a lot. You can have RC in that eight hole. You can have Mike Harris, who's now, 
literally setting the world on fire in the nine hole. And uh, there's no holes in this lineup right now, especially with Ozuna going the way that he is. So, yeah, good, good, uh, good adjustment from Snicker. I know we all co-signed it here. And uh, hey, listen, we looked into our crystal ball and look what we came out with. Yeah, I, I think one, cool. of the, one, one of the big keys too will be, um, you know, I thought pitching was great over the weekend. Um, uh, you know, uh, bullpen, you know, seemed to be great too. I, I think tonight with Spencer Strider, uh, you know, leading things off, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, he does. That ERA has been climbing uh, the last few weeks. So let's see if he's got his mechanics down uh, because the Phillies like to swing and hit. Uh, Phillies like to foul off balls. They like to, you know, attack as well. So uh, I think that'll be another uh, the key. But uh, I thought Smith Shaver was great. Uh, I thought all the other guys uh, did well. But when you get runs like that, you can certainly get comfortable. Much like moving Matt Olson out of that two spot, moving him down to the five spot, giving him a chance maybe to be more in his natural position, maybe make him comfortable, a little bit more comfortable. Uh, mm-hmm. That that helps. And when you got a, a team that can score a lot of runs. You give up one or two runs as a pitcher, and all of a sudden it's like, ah, that's no problem. You know, my guys are going to score seven or eight. So, <laughs> comfortable. That's what we are. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and that's, you like your pitchers to be comfortable because they can just not worry and relax and throw strikes and not have to uh, nibble on the corner. Well, and, yeah, and throw strikes and not walk people. You know, we've gotten into that habit. I think Strider's been that, that way a little bit lately, walking people and then ended up scoring runs. So keep people off base and, and um, you know, lo and behold, they, they, they don't get a chance to score unless they get a hit or something. You think uh, Jared Schuster is taking some inspiration from his uh, alma mater in the College World Series right now? <laughs> Maybe. Let's hope he keeps that inspiration, you know. <laughs> Let's hope they make it all the way so he can keep pitching good. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's looking really good. The only, the only, yeah. they're, they're skipping him this series for the Phillies, right? So yeah. he's going to come back in the next series. But uh, he's been really good. Um, the only thing I would like to keep an eye on with him is his strikeout rate. It's a little down. Mm-hmm. I think he has three strikeouts in his last three starts. And uh, you're playing with fire uh, when, you, when you, uh, you're not – you're not missing bats too often. So we'll take it, especially against, you know, the lesser teams like the Tigers and the Rockies. This reminds me a lot of last year when Bryce Elder hit the scene, right? And he was pitching against mm-hmm. the Marlins and the Nats a lot down the stretch. So, yeah. you know, get get your feet wet. But, hey, he's now 4-2. and two. The ERA is down to 4.57 when it was hovering in the 7-8. and eight. So, yeah, guys, I, I like what I'm seeing from him. But, uh, yeah, I, I think they need to uh, – Ease him into it. Keep easing him into it. I don't think in Philadelphia sets him up for too much success. <laughs> well, you, you know, yeah, you, you talk about Wednesday, uh, you know, going to the game on Wednesday. You're going to see A.J. smith Shaver going on Wednesday, you know, another rookie, uh, and, you know, against East Philly. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And then Bryce Elder's going to go uh, on Thursday, that afternoon game. Uh, so it'll be, uh, again, uh, you know, and a good pitching matchup for the Phillies this weekend, too, this week too. Ranger Suarez has had some success against the Braves. Uh, you know, Aaron Nola, who it seems like every series we roll around with the Phillies, it's Aaron Nola pitching, and we struggle. Although his ERA is about four point six six right now. Um, and then you got Walker on on uh, Thursday, uh, pretty good record. Uh, ERA not so great, but uh, you know, it's a good pitching matchup as well. Do you think um, A.J. Smith-Shaver's time at being a high school Texas quarterback and all the pressure that he was under there in Texas, do you think that 
will prepare him for being in that raucous crowd in Philly, sort of? Hmm. Right. We'll see. We, we you won't know till it happens, right? So um so we should uh we should see. I'm excited to see him pitch. I'm ready. I think this is his first real big test and uh you know, this series, it's it's going to be a dogfight like it always is uh, with the Phillies. The crowd's going to be into it. They've won six in a row. They feel like they're mm-hmm. getting hot. We've won six in a row. We know we're hot. I think that we are, you know, the better team. But, uh, you know, as we saw last year, you know, a team catches fire. You never know because uh, it could be mm-hmm. tough to ex- extinguish them. So we're going to see. Uh, but, uh, yeah, let's – let's. Uh, I mean, are we ready to move on to this Philly series or do, do we want to wrap up anything with the Rockies? Well, I was gonna, I was gonna ask a couple of questions. Um, who do you think had the better for pitching performance out of this weekend? I'm gonna look outside the box here, and I think Jeremy, uh, I, I, I will, uh, I'll pass it to you in a second. But uh, the guy that I wanted to talk about, and I wanted to know what you guys think of him, is uh, this guy who just got caught up. He's a rookie. His name's Ben Heller. Mm-hmm. He came up. Cool. He has kind of a good backstory. Um, not a good backstory, but he's gone through some tough times, and uh, you know, I, I'll let the researchers do that but uh just talking about him on the field he's come up and dominated he's pitched two different times he's been you know i think the first game against the rockies who went two innings five strikeouts clean yep. inning or uh, yep. gave up one hit and then on sunday he came in for another inning struck out three so this guy's got eight strikeouts in three innings has been electric um and looks like that the that the braves in their front office might have found the diamond in the rough yet again so Ben Heller is my uh, my guy that uh, that I'm going to shine the light on. What Kyle thousand something days he hadn't he's uh, gone without pitching in the majors. Yeah, I something think. crazy been, like that. Yeah, been out. So uh, yeah, it's a good uh, feel good story on uh, you know uh, for another guy that you know we've seemed to have uh, a reclamation project. I guess uh, you know you throw uh, you know the Kirby Yates in there who they'd given up on you. You throw Ben Heller in there and and some others. I thought Michael Tonkin pitched. Yeah, I thought uh, t- Michael Tonkin pitched great. Uh, or not, t- not Michael Tonkin. I thought Tonkin pitched great. Yep. Uh, was it uh, the other night too? Uh, came in and finished the game up. Um, so um, I, I thought that was probably another good uh, another good thing for him to to go uh, finishing it up uh, from AJ Smith Shaver's game on Thursday. Went three and a third innings. He had six strikeouts himself, only gave up a hit and a walk. So, and it is Michael Tonkin. So, I, I thought, you know, that was a, a great effort there as well to give the bullpen a little bit of a break and, and to take one for the team and have to go three in the third innings. And I thought he uh, flourished there finishing up for uh, Smith Shaver. Um, I like, you know, I feel like Heller, he, ha- he had to have some, you know, talent because. Well, he was on the Rays, and the Rays don't miss talent. So, um, I, I like your, I like the pick there. I like Tonkin's. Um, I mean, that was impressive. Three and a third innings. Um, the podcast that I listened to, they were thoroughly impressed with that performance like his. But I gotta I gotta go with Eller. I mean, he there for a while. I thought he was gonna go and hit no hitter for a little bit. He was cruising. Um, yeah, uh, and, and again. Then, you know, I think you, you hit it on the nail on the head, Cal. You know, we're going up against the Rockies. Uh, what I want to see is is this performance against the Phillies. You're going to turn around and play the Reds uh, right after this, who, oh, by the way, uh, the Reds are in They're first hot. place. Mm. Uh, oh, so, nine, nine in a row. Yeah, wow. the Reds are in first place. Uh, you know, so 
Um, of course, it's just June, so we're waiting for the, the other shoe to drop, but the Reds have taken over first place. So, you know, where are we going to be um, after this Philly series and after the Red series? Where are we going to be next week when we talk? Uh, how's it going to be? Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, again, we played some, you know, Detroit and Colorado. I know everybody's got to play them. I understand that. Uh, so we played those two. Where are we going to be next week after we finish up with the Phillies and after we finish up with uh, the Reds over the weekend? I wonder how our good friend Ed Marlowe is thinking about the Reds right now, Jeremy. Well, you know, it's it's good to see. I've got a few other friends who are uh, Reds fans, and that I mean that's good to see. Uh, um, you know, it's a uh, very young team, and uh, Joey Bottle's back, and uh, mm-hmm. so. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm interested to see, and again, it is uh, still uh, what we classify as June, uh, mm-hmm. and we got a long way to go still in this in this uh, in this year, and um, who knows where we'll be. Again, where are we going to be next week? That's what I want to know. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but what do you guys think of this Ellie De La Cruz guy? Like, he's a beast. Yeah, he's a, I think he's electric, but I also think that uh... – just like all rookies, um, there's going to be growing pains. He has a high strikeout rate, um, chases mm-hmm. a lot. But, I mean, the physical tools are there. He's very impressive. The Reds are very impressive. You know, not getting ahead of ourselves, like Jeremy said. You know, we don't want to look ahead till next week because we, we got it all in front of us. But I think that the Reds are a good matchup for us anyway, right? I, they have mm-hmm. a young lineup, a lot of swing and miss there. But, uh, you know, if they're going to – the series is in Cincinnati, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, that place is a bandbox even more than Philadelphia is. So, <laughs> listen, if they want to bring our lineup to Cincinnati and then see who can who can hit the ball the farthest and score the most runs, challenge accepted. So, I look forward to that series. It's going to be a lot of fireworks. But, uh, you know, I'm, uh, my focus right now is these three games against the Phillies because we don't get to Definitely. see them too often. And uh, this is the only – I think this is the only time this year we go to see them until – I think the week of September 11th, we're in Philadelphia again. So, oh, wow. yeah, so so we got to, you know, number one, take the series, get a game at least in the standings. But two, like, hey, listen, we're, we're a different team than we were in the playoffs last year, you know, way different. And, uh, you know, it starts here with our best pitcher on the mound. And, and you know, the spotlight's on Strider to, uh, you know, step up. A lot's been said about him. He's struggled a, lo- a lot lately, more than we've ever seen. And, uh, you know, it's kind of put up or shut up time because if you guys recall, that game in Philadelphia after we split game one and game two last year in Atlantic, so game three of the NLDS, that was Strider. And that's the home run where Reese Hoskins, you know, hit a bomb, threw his bat down. And, you know, that's kind of when they started to take off and they ultimately beat us. So this is the house of horrors for Strider. So that's, that's, where, uh, that's where the attention should be. I, uh, it, you know, it's it's a great matchup because the Braves, you know, they're what thirteen and two, nine and something. They've only lost two games, and they're, they're pretty hot. Uh, thirteen and three uh, 13 in three. June. Uh, the Phillies are thirteen and four. So uh, they're a half game behind us in June. Actually, gained two games on the Phillies over the last twenty uh, that they both uh, have played. Uh, so, um, and that's not a lot considering, you know, the Braves have been hot. Uh, Mm -hmm. so, um, anyway, uh, but if you look at it too, we probably had the worst rotation production over the past 14 days. 
Yeah, uh, so, yeah, good call. Uh, yeah, so, um, but I, I guess, you know, it's still, you know, we still got a pretty good rotation considering Max Reed and Kyle Wright uh, are still uh, on, the, on the shelf. So, again, I think, you know, I, it's important uh, that tonight's game, I think if we can get off to a good start tonight uh, with Spencer Strider going, I think it's going to be important to see him, uh, again, I think the number of pitches that he throws. Um, you know, I, I, to me, it's stop nibbling. Uh, you know, let's get people out with their fastball, whatever, whatever you got to do. Uh, but, but stop throwing so many pitches. Uh, mm-hmm. To me, keep the walks down. I think that's going to be the other similar thing. You keep the walks down. You get, you got to keep this team off the base pass because they can hit the big one. You know, Bryce Harper's there. Uh, you know, you got others. So, I mean, they're they're a good team. Uh, saw them. Actually saw them uh, a few weeks ago there on uh, Memorial Day. Uh, they're a very good baseball team. Uh, so keep them off the base path. That's the most important thing. And I think especially that for uh, Spencer Strider tonight. Who, who scares you in this lineup for the Phillies? Who, who worries you the most? Uh, well, obviously it's Trey Turner because he is, his, uh, you know, historically a Braves killer, except uh, I guess yeah. in the NLCS with the Dodgers. But typically that guy's killed us over his career. Obviously you have Bryce Harper. They got Bryson Stott, who's been really good. I don't know if Nick Castellanos is going to play this week because I thought right. I saw that he was injured. I don't I don't know. Let me, let me take a quick look. I'm not sure if he's going to play, but, I mean, he's had a – a really, really, really good season so far. And I know that he he struggled his first year with the Phillies. So, um, yeah, so let, let's see. So, yeah, no, he was sick on Sunday, so he didn't play. So he'll probably be back in there today. So, yeah, man, this is going to be a real test for us. I think that regardless of the records, I think that, you know, in the NL, I think that, you know, the Phillies, we're going to have to see them eventually in the playoffs. I think that, you know, I think they're better than the Dodgers. I think they're better than mm-hmm. any team in the NL Central. You know, I take them over the Diamondbacks too. So I think that you know, you know, it's I think the three most talented teams in the NL are us, the Phillies, and the Padres, and they're starting to get it together. So, yeah, it's going to be tough. Strong lineup, you know, strong, strong rotation, strong pen. I saw that the uh, Phillies actually in the month of June have the lowest ERA in baseball. So it's going to be it's going to be a good one. Jeremy, yeah, um, yeah, I think up and down the lineup is uh, pretty good. Kyle Schwarber. Um, you know, yep. even though he's hitting 187, still seven home runs in his last 15 games in which the Phillies have gone three and two. Um, you know, you've got, as you've mentioned, Cassianos and, and Harper. Uh, you, you know, you got Bohm over there as well. Uh, you know, up and, and, and of course, uh, you're going to see if um, Murphy plays tonight, you're probably going to see the two best catchers in the league uh, mm-hmm. with JT Remuto and uh, with uh, Sean Murphy. Uh, I know two of the best defensive catchers, for sure. Uh, two guys who, uh, when they get guys on base, uh, they tend to throw them out when they try to steal second. So, um, uh, but, I, you know, I think it's important, too, for tonight's game with uh, Spencer Strider uh, to get us off to a good start, to take a little bit of the pressure off A.J. smith Shaver for tomorrow night. Uh, you know, you'd like a win tonight, take a little bit of pressure off him tomorrow night. So, uh, so anyway, but the, the, the Phillies up and down that lineup, uh, they don't mess around and, and they're, uh, you know, uh, they're, they're pretty good. I have a theory for why JT Rimuto is such a great catcher slash athlete. Okay. 
He was a wrestler in high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's usually uh, that that's pretty good stuff right there. So I'm kind of biased though. I was a wrestler, so I get that little. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, um, I was not. <laughs> yeah, you were baseball. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but you you were more than correct because Murphy and Yumito are two of the best defensive catchers and offensive catchers. I mean, yeah. they're not a slouch in, in the box as well. I don't think Murphy's going to play tonight, uh, to be honest with you. That's probably a good well, idea because – Hanson. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, you know, you've got Darno back there. You, you, you're, you're okay there. Uh, so, uh, I think, uh, I think it'll, I think he'll probably be sitting out, uh, and that's okay. We've got plenty of time. So, mm-hmm. yep. Um, you've got Strider and Rangers Suarez tonight. You've got um, Smith Oliver and Nola tomorrow. Yeah, Smith, Shaver, Nola tomorrow, and then Elder and Walker uh, on um, Thursday afternoon. Thursday. Yeah, Thursday afternoon. Yeah. Pitching, Got it. pitching wise, who who do you think has the best matchup here? Who who who's going to be the just the greatest matchup game wise? To me, it's got to be Strider. Uh, whether whether that comes to fruition or not, but like Jeremy said. He's the ace. It'll take a lot of pressure off uh, AJ tomorrow, and then Elder, another young starter on um, on Thursday. The last thing you want to do is drop game one and then put these two young, you know, twenty somethings. I mean, Strider's mm-hmm. young too, but you, but he's the pedigree. <laughs> uh, to put put the pressure on them. So I think it's it all falls on Strider to set the tone today. I think it's going to be you know a race to see who can score first. I know the Braves statistically. When they score first, they win a lot, and they score first a lot uh, in the first inning. So, uh, you know, look for that. They got to they gotta jump on Ranger Suarez, who's been really good. But, you know, yeah. in terms of facing left-handed pitching in the major leagues, the Braves are first by a long, a long, long um, margin. So, you know, put a couple runs early, maybe a crooked number in the first inning, and, uh, and then let Spencer settle in. Yeah, well, if you look at Ranger Suarez, who I thought last year probably had um, um, a great year against the Braves. As a matter of fact, I thought he was one of the guys that should have led off in that, um, you know, uh, divisional uh, championship. Uh, you know, in the last uh, – his last three starts, uh, now you got to look at this against the Nationals, the Dodgers, and the Diamondbacks. So, you know, the, the last two uh, pretty good teams, although the Dodgers are a little bit of a struggle right now, but still pretty good teams. Uh, he's only given up two runs. That's in 20 innings, uh, 15 strikeouts, along with four walks. Uh, so, um, you know, this is something that they're going to have to deal with now. He was he was uh, injured uh, for the he missed the first six weeks of the season. Uh, struggled in his first couple of starts back, but uh, again in his last three, he's been pretty good. Uh, and so uh, he um, has had 15 appearances, six starts against the Braves in his career. Um, and, you know, been good in 42 innings with a 3.21 ERA against the Braves. So, uh, so not a bad, uh, not a bad start there. So, uh, again, I think tonight's matchup will be uh, a, an excellent matchup. Um, anything else in this series that you want to talk about? Let, let's just win it. How about that? Sounds good to me. Yeah. 
yeah, let's uh, let's go out and pick up a you know a pick up a win of the series. Maybe uh, throw a little bit of the knockout punch here in the early going. Uh, mm-hmm. Knock them back on their heels a little bit uh, going into that series against the Reds. As we go into this, the Phillies are eight games back. Right now, yeah, yes, they, they are. Okay. Yeah. The Braves are 20 games over 500, 46 and 26, if I'm not mistaken, correct? 46 and 26, yeah. best record in the National League. So, uh, yep, you're spot on. That's yep. pretty awesome. Um, well, I got one more. I got two more topics that I want to bring up. Um, one's kind of a goofy one. One's kind of the minor leagues. But before I get to the minor leagues, what is the base, best baseball movie? I heard this question on the podcast earlier, and I thought I'd bring it up to you guys. <laughs> I, I think this is an opinion-based question. I'm going to go rookie of the year, but I, I'm sure Jeremy will have a different answer than me, and so will you, John. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. To me, I'm more old school. I like the natural, personally. So, nice. Um, yeah, I, I, that goes way back uh, in the way back book. So, mm-hmm. um, but, but uh, yeah, rookie of the year is great. Uh, you know, you could go, um, you know, major league. Uh, you know, even the Kevin Costner movie a few years ago for the love of the game, I thought was pretty good. So, uh, but, uh, I, I tend to stick with the natural. My son would probably come in running in here. He just left to go to, to go to work. He'd probably come running in here and tell me something different. Tell me that I'm old, <laughs> uh, and that I, you know, like the old movies and I'm going to watch those over and over again. So he's probably going to tell me something different, but I, I tend to stick with the natural. Well, I'm going to go from different from all of you guys and go to the Sandlot. I just like the comedy uh, yeah, of that it. That works. That works. The child, yeah, that, just, uh, just the game. The kids loving the game. You know. Just yeah, that. it's getting a lot of you know, it's getting a lot of play too here recently of uh, bringing back all the kids. You know, and and uh, you know, been in several commercials. So my son would probably say the Sandlot too was a, a great movie. So so yeah, you know, it's nothing wrong with that. Um. Well, I figured we could end on the minor league report. Um, it's gonna be short and sweet. Um, Rome this week. Um, Jersey Shore is at Rome this week. Um, the Blue Claws come into Rome. The Blue Claws are 33 and 29 this season. And Rome is, I just want to read it. Um, The Rome is 29 and 34. It's actually at Jersey Shore. I read that wrong. So I don't know where they play in Jersey, but they're at Jersey Shore. Yeah, um, I'm not sure either. They're the Blue Claws. I think that, I believe oh, they're Lakewood. actually. They're, they're in Lakewood. They're in Lakewood. Okay. Is that close to you or? Eh, not not too close, no. Ah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know my Jersey, New Jersey geography. Yeah, we won't ding you for that, John. Um, Augusta this week is at Delmarva. Um, they are the the Blue uh, Shorebirds are twenty seven and thirty six on the season, while Augusta is thirty and thirty three. So they're looking better than they were earlier this year. Um, let's take a look at Mississippi. 
Here we go. They've been hot recently. I think they were down in Pensacola last week, and um, I think they hit 13 home runs that series. Wow. Um, they're 31 and 31 on the season. They are. Um, nope. Hold on. They're at home against Birmingham, and Birmingham is pretty bad on the season. They are 21 and 32, I believe. Mm. Let's see if I read. Yeah. Yeah, 21 and 42, Birmingham. They're in the White Sox organization, and that's a little struggle fest this year. So I'm um, yeah. looking for a big series for Mississippi this week. And third, finally, or fourth and finally, Gwinnett is, let's see. They are t- Jacksonville, the Jumbo Shrimp, are at Gwinnett. They are thirty and thirty-eight on the uh, thirty and thirty-eight on the season. Um, Gwinnett is twenty-nine and forty, twenty-nine and forty on the season. So, pretty even matchup where they're for the Stripers and the Jumbo Shrimp. Now I want some shrimp. Um, but yeah, that's the uh, that's the matchup for this week in honor leagues. All right. Um, looking for another strong week for the minor leagues. Hope so. Um, we need yeah. it, right? Yeah, certainly. Yes. <laughs> um, looking for – hoping to see Soroka pitch better up at Gwinnett and see what Alan Winans has got. Um, they did make a trade this Sunday. Did you guys hear about this? Lay it on us. Axel Rios, we had mentioned him before. Yeah. Um, we had mentioned him before. He was traded to Oakland on Father's Day after having giving up a blowing a save. Um, he was traded for cash to Oakland A's. Ah, uh, the good old Oakland A's helping us out again. Uh, do either of you know why that trade happened? Uh, no. I haven't heard. Okay, so the reason is is because we talked about Ben Heller earlier. He was out of mm-hmm. options, right? So, yeah. basically, the Braves had to free up a spot on uh, the 30-man roster. I'm sorry, the 40-man ah. roster. And uh, and that the, the determination was Rios or Heller. Heller comes in, earns his spot, and uh, the decision was made. So, that that's the reason why for that trade. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But- keep pitching like Heller. You know, keep pitching like Heller does. And, um, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll take our cash. We'll take our money and run. Oh, yeah. Literally robbing the, the bank if this guy turns out pretty good. Yeah. Do, yeah. do the Braves only trade with Oakland? <laughs> <laughs> only when we want to win it. Only when we want to win the trade. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a lot of the times with the A's, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, they're becoming the do – do you think they'll change their name when they move to Las Vegas or will they say the A's? They need, to, they need to change it. Bryce Harper came out and said that uh, – if they do move, they need to change the name too because uh, the A's name is historical, which I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, and if you look back, um, you know that A's name synonymous with Oakland, you know, mm-hmm. not going to be synonymous with Las Vegas. Uh, so it's sad. You wish you could stay there, and uh, but uh, it doesn't look like there's no chance for that. Las Vegas has already got a. Uh, you know, already headed in the direction of a stadium for them. So mm-hmm. um, we'll see. 
Well, you know, the athletics team has moved around about as much as Atlanta has. I mean, they were in Philly, they were in Kansas City, and but that was back. How long have how long have the A's been in Oakland? Hmm. Uh, well, you know, they won titles in Oakland in the seventies. So, okay. uh, you know, it's been that, you know, in the early seventies, the, uh, A's were pretty dominant with, uh, uh, you know, uh, Reggie, what Reggie Jackson. Uh, I mean, they were, they were pretty good in the early seventies. So, mm. um, before the big red machine hit, uh, in the mid seventies and then the Yankees, uh, there, the, uh, A's seemed to be the dominant team in the early seventies. Ah, um, I just I've I've heard I I I don't know much about my ace history. That's why I'm asking you guys. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would be interested to see you know them going to other some other places first before they headed to Vegas just to see how the crowds would be and whether or not they, you know, could get a potential expansion team somewhere like Nashville or something like that. I'd be interested to see how how it'll be supported. But. Okay, let's- Let's go down this topic, and we get a little bit. Um, Charlotte, Nashville, um, you know, Portland. What? What? Do you, what city? What city would you like to see an expansion team in, Jeremy? And then we'll go to Kyle. I well, I, I'm, I'm, you know, for me, it's Nashville just because it's close. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's that's what I'd like to see. But I know there are other cities that are, you know, kind of vying for that. But to me, it, I, I like to see it in Nashville. Kyle? Yeah, I, 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 I think Nashville would be pretty cool to see. I also think that Charlotte would be a, a really good destination. They have a good yeah. good fan base down there, but uh, I, you know, I don't know how close they are to, to making a, a move. They got to get through this uh, Las Vegas thing first, but yeah, I'm all for new cities, you know, new fan bases. I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I, I do like the Nashville. I just hope it wouldn't take away from the Braves' footprint. But then the Braves footprint, I mean, it's all the way out in Utah, so, you know. Yeah, Braves, Braves yeah. country is, you know, pretty big. I don't think we yeah. have to worry about that. Yeah. Um, I think the sounds are doing well, and then, you, you know, the the, av- the avalanche, sorry. The uh, Predators and the Titans have done well in Nashville, so I don't, I don't see why a Major League Baseball team wouldn't do very well there. I know. I mean, Titans getting ready to get a new stadium uh, in the next few years. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, the sounds have always been um, um, very productive in Nashville crowd-wise. Uh, it's the closest minor league park for me, uh, although I've never been. But it is the closest. I know a lot of people that do go uh, from <clears throat> at least from my neck of the woods. So, yeah, you know, Nashville. But it's the same way with Vegas. You know, Vegas has a pretty productive uh, minor league uh, team mm-hmm. as well, so uh, you know, obviously, you don't want to take away from uh, what the the minor leagues are doing. But uh, for me, it'd be Nashville. But I know Charlotte would might be a good fan base as well. Well, both of the all three of those teams have minor leagues, so you know, right? Um, yeah. And you know, you mentioned the Titans getting a new stadium. The Predators are getting a new arena too, up near Austin P, isn't it? Uh, that I don't know. Okay. Um, I know they play in Bridgestone, uh, which is right downtown, which is a relatively new arena itself. So, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, you know, Bridgestone hosts a lot of other things too. So, um, yeah. For some reason, I thought I heard that they were getting a new arena and like it was for Austin P, but 
is going to be having a hockey arena for a Fred yeah. too. I uh, you not I uh, you know, unaware of that one at least. Okay. <laughs> I may be I may be off. Yeah. Um well we're looking for a big series versus the Phillies. You guys got anything else before we get out of here? Let's, no, uh, let's go. Yep, let's let's get it done, guys. This is uh this is the fun part, right? Uh, mm-hmm. when, when yeah. you, you gotta test your strength and see where you stand up against the other really good teams. So uh, let, let let's get yep. it done. Awesome. Um, well, guys, thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. You can follow the show on Twitter at F- – oh, I'm at F3 Mike sorry. The show is at Ethos Braves. Um, Kyle, I can never remember your Twitter. I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, that's all right. It's at Class C15, K-A-H-C-15. Okay. I know the sound of it. I just don't know the letters. Yeah, yeah, there you go. My phone doesn't read me the letters. It just says whatever. Um, I'm at F3 Liquor. Jeremy and I are on Facebook. Yep, I'm just a uh, regular old Jeremy Bell on Facebook. John Robert McKay. Kyle, are you on Facebook or do you want to nah, plug that? No, no Facebook here. Smart okay. guy. Yeah, uh, I shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you can follow the show on any listening platform Spotify, uh, thanks, Stitcher, uh, almost at Anchor, but that's my other platform. Um, Apple, uh, you know, Spotify, Apple. Um, I'm stuttering. Um, anything else, guys? Nope, let's go Braves. Yep, chop on. Go Braves.